question for you. Do you dread writing report cards? Particularly, do you dread how long it takes to input grades and write comments? Report cards are one more task on our to-do list, just like grading that we talked about last week, and they really can be time-consuming. That being said, we know they're important, we know they're necessary, so how can we get our report cards done effectively and efficiently? That's what we're going to be talking about today. In today's episode, we are chatting about time-saving tips for writing report cards. Let's jump in. Welcome to the Teacher Time Podcast, a space where teachers are empowered to take control of their prep time so they can enjoy their time off guilt-free. You know how teachers are always working long hours? Here, we're changing that norm together by tackling your biggest productivity questions and planning challenges. I'm your host, Stephanie Plovchik, kindergarten teacher, toddler mama, and your very own productivity mentor. I know what it takes to get your important tasks done so you can consistently work your scheduled hours as a teacher, and I'm sharing it all with you here. In this community, we believe that you can be an effective teacher without sacrificing your free time. So let's ditch that constant cycle of overwhelm for teacher time strategies that work. Why? Because your time matters. Hello, hello. Today we are talking about time-saving tips for writing report cards. There is no doubt that because report cards are not a weekly or even a monthly regular task on our to-do list, there's something extra. There's something more on our plate. And I don't know about you, but whenever report card time comes around, I feel feel a little extra stress. I can feel a little extra tension in my shoulders because I know in the back of my mind, it is one more thing to do. With things like report cards, it's really important to have a routine in place for how you're going to complete them in a less stressful or less time-consuming way. Having a plan for completing this extra task can help us to decrease that overwhelm, which is important. Am I right? I know that even though I feel that extra tension as report card time comes around, having a routine to fall back on as far as how I grade, how I input grades, and how I write report cards, that gives me the confidence to know that I've handled this busy report card season in the past, and if I follow this routine, I can handle this busy season again without the overwhelm. So I wanna share a process for getting through report cards in a way that takes a little bit less time. It's effective and it will just help you feel like you have a good handle on the process of writing report cards without all the extra stress. Something else I want to mention here though is that it can help to remind yourself during report card season that this really is just a season, it's temporary. Once report cards are done, they're done for that time being. It won't last forever. It's just something we need to make room for in our schedule a few times a year. So let's talk about a few things that you can do to help decrease the stress and the time spent around completing report cards. 
The first thing you want to do is make sure that you are using tools to save you time. My favorite tool to use during grading and report card season is rubrics. Rubrics make it really clear what a student needs to do in order to meet, exceed, or be progressing toward a standard. And I know I just used really general language there, but you can apply that to whatever specific grade it is that you use. The point being that grading rubrics clarify where a student is in their level of understanding to meet a standard. Rubrics also allow you to quickly add grades to your report cards. So using the rubric as you're assessing is going to help you grade faster and more clearly, but then when you are ready to input grades into your report card system, you're going to wanna to make sure that you have your rubric handy and use that to input student grades. So what this looks like is you have your, let's say your ELA, rubric with all of your standards and all of the expectations for whether a student is developing toward a standard, progressing toward it, meeting or exceeding those expectations. And since you've already circled where they're at, you just have to have that tool handy. Look at it when you're inputting a grade and input the information that's in front of you. One more note here. We are about to chat about comments, but I did also want to say that keeping your rubrics handy when you're writing a comment can help you quickly refer to student achievements. So it can help you give an example of where the student is at, how they performed on an assessment, and just be as specific as possible in your comments. So speaking of comments, the next thing that we're going to talk about when it comes to saving time on writing report cards is following a formula. When I asked a few weeks ago about what the most challenging part of writing report card was on social media, by far the response was writing comments. And I don't have to tell you why, but I, I think it's because they're involved, comments are lengthy, and we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to make sure that our comments are informative, they're positive, but professional, and they tell the true story of where our students are in their level of understanding. So something that can really simplify the process of writing comments for you is following a sort of formula. So I'll tell you the formula that I use, and it's really simple. The whole idea behind it is like the compliment sandwich. If you've heard of that before, that's where you offer a compliment, then you give a suggestion and you close with another compliment or just a positive statement. And that's really the goal of the comment is to take the comment through a process of sharing something positive, always start on a positive note, then moving through what the strengths and needs are of the student, and finally, ending on another positive note. So to start your comment, you're going to want to give a positive statement about the student's overall character. Keep it uplifting, use some adjectives to describe the student's personality. Next, you're going to get into the student's strengths in, and needs in each core subject area. You're going to want to address what the student is doing well, and 
also what they're still working on mastering. It's also a good time in the comment right here in the middle chunk to tell how you're supporting the student and you can even give suggestions for helping at home. Finally, you're going to close the entire comment with a statement about overall student progress. This keeps it positive and professional and usually is something about looking forward to continued growth. So that's the formula, positive, strengths and needs, positive. And if you just simplify it like that, and you make sure that for each core subject area, you're stating the strengths and the needs, and then always ending positively, it's going to feel a lot, a lot more straightforward, I guess, right? Not like starting from a blank page. Speaking of starting from a blank page, the final report card strategy that I'm going to share with you is saving templates for your comments for each quarter of the year. So the way this works is that you write a template for the quarter and it's very generic. You're going to need to go in and put specifics, but it gives you the sentence starters, right? So write the template for let's say quarter one. And I like to save this in a Google doc. Then when it comes time to write your comments, you're going to go in and use that template to formulate a comment for each student. From there, you have all of your comments saved inside a Google Doc so that you can use it from quarter to quarter, year to year, and you can just copy and paste into your report card system. I found this to be really helpful because typically in my experience, report card systems have been not the greatest visually and sometimes they, I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but you'll be writing a comment and all of a sudden it just disappears, right? Or you write a few comments, forget to save, and then it disappears. And we don't want that to happen. So I found the easiest thing to do is type those comments into a Google Doc, copy and paste from your template, and then copy and paste into the report card system. So let's do a quick recap here of the time-saving report card strategies. We have the first one, which is using tools to save you time. Best tool by far being grading rubrics because they just clarify everything. They clarify what the levels of understanding are. They clarify where the student is as far as those levels of understanding, and you can keep them handy to make inputting grades a lot faster. Next, follow a comment formula when you're writing your comments. This is going to simplify it. It's going to make it so that you're not starting from a blank page. It's kind of like a routine for report cards, so you're not reinventing that wheel every single time you have to write a student's comment. No starting from scratch, right? Finally, save templates for each quarter and year to year that you can always refer back to. These are your sentence starters. They're the very generic templates that you use and then you fill in specifics using your grading rubrics and the comment formula. If you are looking for more support when it comes to writing report cards, go ahead and check out my report card comment guide. This is a no stress formula for writing comments. I actually walk you through step-by-step step, more than I did in this episode of how to write report card comments 
we walk through the formula together and it also includes a comment terms bank. So things that you can say about positive behavioral actions, things that you can say for a student who needs to show improvement and then just some other helpful terms. Plus I have done for you comment templates for each quarter of the year for students who need extra support and templates for students who are typically meeting or exceeding most standards. There's ideas for social, emotional, and behavioral comments, ideas for just generic academic comments, plus an editable template for inside your Google Drive that's already done for you. So remember I was talking about using the Google Doc to save those templates from quarter to quarter and year to year. I have that done for you already. So all you have to do is click in that doc, type it in, and you have yours ready to go. If that sounds like something that can help you, I'm going to link it in the show notes. Go check it out. I'm telling you, comment formulas and comment templates have been a huge time saver in my life. So I know they will be for yours too. Go check that out and I'll talk to you next week. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what we talked about here and want to connect further, you can find everything you need on my website, www.teachinglittleleaders.com. And if you loved this episode in particular, share it with your teacher friends by taking a screenshot and posting to Instagram stories. Make sure to tag me at teachinglittleleaders so I can see it and reshare. I'll see you next Tuesday. Have a fabulous week.